Hello, 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 and hello, and welcome to The Cup, the currently unnamed podcast, where we put the real and the tea in reality, and where you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I am your girl, Lana, your resident evil diva, and I'm here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea, because you know, I love me some tea, purr, and if you have some tea, you know what to do, hit me up. I am currently just drinking water because hydration is important. I put this in here earlier before I left, so I made sure I had something to drink. See, I've been thinking. I've been thinking all day. I've been preparing for this episode, (laughs) and I want to make sure I got it right because Logan's not here. And usually when Logan's not here and I'm left to my own devices, things go wrong. So I'm trying not to make them go wrong today. (laughs) That's my goal. Nothing's going to go wrong. Everything is going to be perfect and smooth. Logan, enjoy your vacation. But if I was drinking anything else, I would be drinking it out of my cup mug. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. We do have our cup mugs and our cup merch all ready for you guys. All you have to do is go to wannagscreations.etsy.com and you can get your cup mug or any of our cup merch. And we do ship internationally and domestically here in the U.S. So there are no excuses. Philippines, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Get your merch. Philippines, we'll get to, we'll get it to you. Period. Well, I'm David Healy, and I don't have a cute intro, but I do have a cute shirt. Um, I decided to wear a purple shirt in honor of Lana's favorite color. Although it kind of looks blue on the screen. Does it look blue to you? It looks purple to me. Okay. Well, I'm wearing Luxe Noir London in one of my favorite design looks I've ever seen on Drag Race. I love this look. Um, But I am drinking some water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It was full uh, right before I started Drag Den this evening. But I got nervous and started drinking a lot. Um, But yeah. And I... Thank you. (laughs) See, you stress drink, I stress eat. That's (laughs) how we weren't. And we would say, who is this? But we already know who this is. Uh, Thank you very much. It's Michael. I'm back here with you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I decided this time I'm going to put Drag Den Daddy because whatever... Whenever I go to IG and I'm talking to Margot, Fiba Fatal, Naia, Shawarma, or Dasha, any one of them, I'm dad. I'm daddy. Period. I mean, Manila's mommy, that makes you daddy for sure. Yeah, but I want to see the results. I want the, the lie detector results, if they're my kids or not, to be oh, quite honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll hook it up with Maury in a minute because, you know, yes. I'm going to call Maury's show and the, the, his people. Yeah, <laughs> it's so you- good to have you back, though. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back because uh, this episode in particular, I was really excited for our drag guest enforcer, uh, Dolly mm-hmm. Leon. It was so exciting to have her visit the set. And so I know it was very inspirational for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And what are you drinking today? Oh, my magic blue cup may be filled with water. Nice. <laughs> nice. Look at it. Or, or it may be filled with wine. We Who knows? Know. Who knows? I say, well, you do. <laughs> do, I'm about to say, do you boo? Do what you like. But And I do want to say, 
Um, I was chatting with one of these drag den queens uh, this past week, and I mentioned you and how you've been on the podcast, and she did refer to you as dad. <laughs> so you are dad. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I have um, I have quite a few children in the other side of the world in Asia. Absolutely. So I'm on, and I thank you. <laughs> I was so honored. Look, I, I would be honored if somebody, well, no, not call me dad because, you know, but call me mom. Mm -hmm. No, never mind, never mind. I don't have any kids. I don't have any kids. No, no, no. That's okay. But we're here. We're talking about Dragged In, episode six. It's gonna, it was a good one. It was a sad one, but still a good one. Double elimination, y'all. It was a double elimination this time. And I was like, I. <laughs> I was so scared. Is it too late to change our minds on that? Uh, right. Can we? <laughs> but wait. Well, if we... I get... But wait. <laughs> if I do, I'm not going. I was oh like, my God. you not? <laughs> Come on, right. Russia. Jenner, Jennifer Holiday Fox. <laughs> okay. I'm not going. No, I'm not going. No. It's like, and I'm telling you. And you. And you. <laughs> You're gonna love me. Yes. But I was like, oh, I've been waiting all week for this episode because of that teaser from the preview last week. I was like, in what context is this? Like, when did this happen? Did she already get eliminated? And she was like, I'm not going. Or was she just, I was like, I need to know. I need to know. So I was very excited. But before we, we jump in ahead, before we get all the way into it, let's get this business stuff out of the way first. If you're here, you've been with us for six minutes already. You stuck around all this time. Subscribe to the channel. You know you want to. You, you wouldn't have stuck around already if you didn't want to be here. So subscribe to this channel. And uh, we put almost all things drag and drag race and drag things out almost every single day. So Come follow here. Do the things to say you support us and we appreciate you. Hit the join button to become a member of our membership, uh, our memberships and uh, join the tea room. We got a lot of stuff happening in that tea room. Only exclusive of the exclusive things happen in that tea room. And you want to know what that is. I know you do. So hit the thing, hit the button, join the tea room here or go to our Patreon, which the link is in the description below. Same content, but you can decide what platform you want to use here, YouTube, or on our Patreon. You can also go join our um, subscribe to our other channels. We have two other channels that we can you can subscribe to: the Cup TV and the Cup ESC. If you're a fan of reality TV, the Cup TV is where you want to be. If you are a fan of Eurovision Song Contest, the Cup ESC is where you want to be because we got a lot of content coming out all the time. You won't. Hit the notification bell so you won't miss anything. And uh, trust me, you will not be disappointed because it's content all the time. We record all the time. We put stuff out all the time. I'm here all the time. <laughs> so come on and support us, period. And we and we thank you. Thank you. So now all that crap is out of the way. Let's talk about what we're here for because... Man, oh man, was this an episode. And David, I did take notes as well. Little notes, not as, mm -hmm. as extensive notes as you, but I did take notes as well um, because I wanted to make sure we had everything together. Like I said, Logan is not going to be disappointed in me, not this week. Um, so we come back 
and it's the funeral and they're coming in and they're singing the songs of Marco who has left us and is now departed. And we're, this is a much sadder song mm-hmm. than it was when Gene left not too long ago. Because <laughs> when Gene well, left. Deserve, deserve. When Jean left, they were doing the Mardi Gras parade on her grave as she left. But this week, it was more like, oh, Marco, no. You know, I chatted with Manella about why the season two queens were so threatened by Jean Vologue. Mm-hmm. And it's because in season one, the baby drag queen won that season. Oh. A baby. And okay. so they were like, no, no, not on our watch. Not here, not this year. Well, okay. that makes sense. Makes sense. But man, I was like, well, all right. All right. So Margot's gone. Everybody's sad. They're singing their sad songs. And Margot leaves this beautiful note. And they read it with such hearts. And was like, oh, she's so. Uh. Unlike when Jean left her note, <laughs> they was like, girl, whatever. <laughs> She was being very heartfelt in her note, too. And they were like, mm-hmm. Not having it. Not having it. Sure, Jean. I still, like, find that funny and not funny at the same time. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I have mixed emotions about that. I think John, uh, Jean's note was even more heartfelt. Like, this note was kind of sassy at times. So, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Marco's note told, I think, Moy that she needs to take a shower and get off. Yeah. Kinder. Kinder. <laughs> you know, which I think it's hilarious, especially that when Russia Fox said, no, she was like, oh, well, Gene is the one who smells. And then Russia Fox is like, well, actually, you shared a room with her. You both stink. And I'm like, <laughs> Russia. Oh my God. Russia was very much in her villain era in this episode. I was I like, love oh, I love Russia. it. <laughs> of course you do. You love everything Russia does. Russia can do, I sure do. no wrong in your Nothing eyes. Nothing wrong, you know what? ever. <laughs> you know what? I respect that. I respect that because I have people who I'm like, I don't care what they do. They are always right and you will always be wrong. I don't mm-hmm. really care. Mrs. Tan is one of those people, period. Mm-hmm. She is one of those people to me. Her Mrs. Tan and Russia going at it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like oh oh Russia Fox can create a poster with her eyes closed and throw some sand in it and then look it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's like, well, honey, I'll do your face next. I was oh. like, what? Yeah, we lost it on the last podcast talking about the posters and how Moy and Mrs. Stan were just giving it. Oh my God. It was so, they were giving the business to Russia Fox and the confessionals. Was Slide like, one. Family. <laughs> oh, and then Russia would go on and on and on and on about something. And we were like, what? Slide two, the environment. <laughs> so, oh my God. That is the funniest thing. I was like, they said make a poster. A poster. Not a slideshow presentation. She was just like, nope, I have a PowerPoint presentation here and here. And I was like, what I think she was inspired by is that they were supposed to do posters of inclusivity. Mm -hmm. So she was like, well, I can't leave anything out. Like everything has to be there. Include it all. 
everything. So, you know, she actually, for the challenge, it was like, well, you know what, honey? You're right. We do need to make extra space mm-hmm. for everyone to be inclusive. Absolutely. So, you know, but, you know, she, she just finds, I guess, like consolidating her her thoughts is probably one of the biggest challenges that she has for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's Absolutely. extra. She. But and you know what? If she's extra, that means we're all too little. Yeah, we all do too little. If she's too much, we do too little. She's so she's so funny because even when she was telling Mrs. Tan, um, like Mrs. Tan is like, "Oh yeah, don't talk back to your elders." And she, that, Ms. Rusher Fox goes, "But then why are you talking to me when you look older than me?" Coming <laughs> back with the shade with the reeds, and I was like, "She's like, and I'll draw a picture of you too. I'll put a little fur furs here." Oh, you don't know why, do you? Because you're a dog. And I'm like, what? This uh, like, what is happening? I was like, at first I was like, yeah, banter back and forth. And I was like, oh, but don't call him ugly. Don't do the, don't call her the dog. Because then I'm like, because me personally, I'm like, okay, now I'm getting offended for her. Like, stop doing that. Don't say that. Because like, I'm like, Russia, I like you, but don't come for Mrs. Stan because that's my girl and I'm going to have to come for you. And I don't want to. But... Yeah, I knew I had David to defend Miss Miss Russia Fox anyway, so it's fine. If I came for Russia, David will come for for me, and I will, we will go back and forth. Exactly. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. So watch out. <laughs> but that was a funny moment between them and between everybody and going back and forth. And then of course we get um, our beautiful Miss Sass girl. Coming into the place, you know, I'm just going to bring up because I think we could talk about it as we go, because that's what I started out with, because uh, um, I will never, ever, ever, ever forget Miss Sass Girl ever again on another slideshow. I won't. And I didn't. And um, Miss Sass Girl walks up in there. Yeah, I got both her looks. So y'all just see all that. But Miss Sass Girl walks in there and we do um, the gay. Hmm. <laughs> for we the English translation on the thing is every time they play a game is gay. Mm. And gay I was me. like, gay me. I was like, please stop trying to make that work. It's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't personally like it. That's the that's the one thing that Lana has consistently complained about. She's had it officially. She's done. I was yes. Like I'm over the gay. Mm. Like, we get it. They're queer. We get it. Mm-hmm. We get it. They're drag queens. They're queer. We get it. But why? Why? Game. It's a fun play on words. Some sure. of us like dad jokes like that. So I guess. <laughs> I, I like a little bit. I, I'm a dad joke kind of guy, and I will, like, puns are just kind of, they're just funny to me. Me too. For me, it's <laughs> kind of like making fetch happen. You won't make fetch happen. <laughs> like, no. But Sassy Girl comes in and we do our game. And the game is just, I, I, I was like, is, is this, this is, are y'all trying to make me cry again? Because I really don't want to do that again. Y'all got me last week. And I really didn't want to do it again. But we're making over our loved ones. And I was like, oh, beautiful. Okay. So first, Deja's mom comes in, and everybody's like, yes, Deja, your mom. That's so cute. And then we had a sister. Or I think it was her, her drag sister from drag Russia. Sister. 
Mm-hmm. I think it was Russia's drag sister. It was a lot of drag families. Yeah, it was a lot of drag families. Because yeah. I know Mrs. Tan had her drag sister. And um, I want to say, was it Fever who had her drag sister as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. So Fever had her drag sister. Tan had her drag sister. Um, Russia had her drag sister. Deja had her mom. And Moy had a drag sister or a cousin? It's not family, right? It was family for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. But all these beautiful ladies come in and they're looking happy. They're very excited to see everybody. Now, for me first, I didn't under, I didn't realize that they were holding the materials that they were going to have to use. I was oh, like, I what are these bundles that. that they're holding? I was I like, what is that? I didn't even notice it either. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him come in. I was like, what's that? And then when I saw him, when they went split up, I was like, oh, that's the material they have to use to make their little outfits with. I thought it was going to be more like they were going to stick around and we we're going to do a whole like thing. But no, it was just for the game. Let me tell you, first of all, when I saw this episode this morning with Manila. We had no idea that they filmed this portion of the show. We were so shocked. We're like, when did they bring in family members to the set? And so I think, like, this is, again, Drag Den, this season was shot over 12 days. Mm. And I guess I may have been sleeping for, like, maybe 12 hours on a day. And they shot this whole segment. I was gagged. Manella and I were just completely thrown away. Especially because we didn't see these additional people on set. Oh my goodness! And it was emotional. It was, but that's crazy. Like, okay. that's crazy. That's crazy, y'all. You and Manila, who were there, didn't even know this was shot. Like, what? How no. does the host not even know that this was shot? <laughs> because this, the 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 um, arcade is located in the completely opposite side, legitimately the opposite side of Manila's dressing room. Oh man. And so I don't, you know, I was just, we were this morning, we were watching it. We're like, this is so cute. This is so cute. Oh my God. This is, this is, what is this? They're like, why are we crying at five in the morning? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Segment. Right then. Y'all, they trying to get me because last week was a snot, just like snot fest. I was just like, (laughs) I don't want to stop. I'm like, nope, I'm a G. I'm a thug. I don't cry. I don't cry. But I'm crying. It was too sweet. It was too sweet. And then this week, we get the family coming in, and they're all like supportive and and and, and ready for whatever. And they get into their little. They make them over, and it's all cute. It's all very cute. Nothing is like, you know, it's not supposed to be like super glamorous or whatever. But it's just cute. And they I had all- two favorites though. Did you all have any favorites? For me, I really liked Moy's, uh, the red, like all red one. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Asia's too. So those were my favorite. I don't I think like, they're the winner. Though. I like Mrs. Tan because she was like, I want to go with the cup, the, the, uh, the cup, uh, collar mm-hmm. and the covering of the face, like very couture kind of ish esque. I, I, my favorite, I'll go by name because Russia Fox's makeover had like seven or eight names and it just made me last. They were like, this is. Maria Cristina de Santa Maria of the Republic. Of- <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing. I was just like character, you know, like yeah. it's not, it's not all about like how you look, but give me the story. Let me know her name. And so I thought that was 
just genius. It was beautiful. It was funny. I laughed. I was like, not all these names, but it was fun. And then after everybody came out, they did a little runway moment and they all came out. After everybody came out, the incest girl had to ask him what about what? You know, ask them about each other. What do you like about them? What what brought you together? That whatever. Man, it was it started out nice. It started out really nice and you know cute and innocent and fun and sweet and um everybody was like, Oh, this person is so supportive. Uh, I love them so much. They helped me through this. They they're like a mother figure for me, and blah blah blah. And then it got to well, Miss Tan, her her girl, her drag sister was like, all the mother figures in my life has died. And I was like, oh God, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Tan is like, oh my gosh, am I next? Oh, am I next? Like, this I is the last message you have for me. Right. I was like, not Just, the last message. <laughs> this is the funniest, unfunny moment yes. I've seen in a while because it's really sad. Yes. But yeah. just the fear that you suddenly saw in Mrs. Tan's eyes was hilarious yeah, to me. And I'm like, I should not laugh. I should not laugh. I feel like I was in church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was a moment of like, I'm, oh, okay. I can't. I yeah. want to laugh, but I can't. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I was like, no, not that. But she was like, but you have been such a good mother for you to me. And I appreciate that. So sweet. Everything was sweet. Uh, Russia Fox, her sister was very sweet, was like, I'm going to call her Donna because that's what I call her. Um, and we've been together through thick and through thin when I didn't have things she would be there like she took care of my daughter like she helped me with my daughter with my I was just like oh oh this is so sweet then Deja's mama oh Deja's mama I was like I was doing good Miss 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 Deja mama I was doing good up until you and the support that she showed Deja it was so beautiful it was so amazing to see. And Deja was just like, I I know, I know I'm one of the lucky ones. Everybody does not have this story. I know I'm so lucky. And I appreciate my mom for supporting me from beginning and not and not letting anybody deter her from anything, from not supporting me. She just supported me. And then everybody else's story was like, why can't I have that? And I was, I lost it. In that moment, I lost it. I was like, no. What do you mean? Why can't I have that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so, it was such, so, such a touching moment to see Deja cry out of happiness for that support she has. And then the other contestants cry because they want what she has, some, which is love. It, it's free. It's love, you know? Such a touching moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I could kind of relate to the other queens because I, I, I'm I not even out to my mom or either of my parents. And I just know it would not go well if I if I did come out to them. So like it was it was kind of heartbreaking just seeing the pain in everybody else. Um, I feel like I cope with it pre pretty well, uh, but not everybody does. Like especially uh, Mrs. Tan was just bawling in her confessional there. Uh, talking about how she's the only child and she still has to fight for her mom's attention. Uh, she feels like the cousins are more favored than her. And my heart was just breaking for Mrs. Tan in this moment, just because you could see her kind of revert 
to a child in this moment talking about this. And it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, man, I wanted to yell at every parent. I just want to yell at all the parents of all the queer people in the world and be like, stop doing this to your children. Just support them and love them and let them be who they want to be and let them be happy. Like, it doesn't affect you what they do in their life. Let them live their life and you just love them. That's all they ever want from you is love and support. They're not asking you to go out and buy the rainbow flag and put it all over your house and tell all your friends, my son or my daughter is like, that would be lovely. That would be great if you did it, but they're not even asking you for that. All they want from you is support. When they come out and say, mom, dad, this is who I am. All I want you to say is, good, I hope you're happy, and I'm going to love you regardless. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. They're not asking you to change anything. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. That was just gorgeous. Absolutely. It's just so, it it blows my mind. I'm I'm an older woman. I I don't have any kids, but I was like, I don't, and growing up, yes, I probably would have, was very much taught that homosexuality is wrong. That's how I was brought up. That's how I was raised. And it took me growing up into and learning, you know what? Why does it matter? Why does it matter what other people do? It doesn't affect my life. You want to be with this person um, and be with another man or you want to be with another woman? That's fine. Do you? Because I don't want nobody telling me who I can and can't be with. So I'm not going to tell somebody else who they can and can't be with. And I've grown and realized, you know what? Love is love. It doesn't matter who you love. Love is love. And that's all people want people to do is just be understanding and supportive. And heck, some people just need you to tolerate it. Just understand it and let it move on keep it pushing you don't have to agree with it but just don't bother them and don't try to stop people from doing what they want to do in their life just let them be you don't gotta agree fine don't agree but you ain't got to say nothing to them you ain't got to try to fight them you ain't got to try to hurt them you ain't got to try to do nothing all you got if you see it and you don't agree with it turn your head it's just that simple oh okay keep it pushing but yeah Parents, your kids just want to be loved. That's it. Yeah. Just say, okay, good for you. <laughs> Let it alone. Exactly. Don't try to change them. Ugh, okay. I'm gonna step off my soapbox. <laughs> step off my soapbox because yeah. I, I will so go D- mom definitely gets so much love and props from us. So because- much love. Oh, yes. Beautiful. But the only other thing that I wanted to bring up from this whole section here was at the end, after everybody was done talking, we had a moment where Russia Fox was like, thank you all so much for coming out here. All genders are welcome here. You're just so appreciated. And then somebody, one of them goes, excuse me, are you the host? <laughs> <laughs> I died. I was like, you know, I think Russia is trying to come for Manila's gig a little yeah. bit. She's, 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 she's prepared. Russia's prepared. She'll have she'll have like outfits snuck up and any any like corner or crevice that she can find, she will put something there and be like, oh surprise, boom. 
It's, so, it's about to be another show, not dragged in, but it's going to be another show coming out in the Philippines in a couple years where the host is Russia Fox. It's going to be another pageant. Pageant. <laughs> another pageant happening. It is coming and it's going to be hosting Russia Fox. And you know what? I'll watch it because why yeah. not? I'm here why for that. Not? But, oh, uh, so let's get into the first main challenge because now all the families, are, they're gone. The now. challenge. Uh, many. Theme, theme. Why do I? Yeah. Yes, the theme challenge is happening, and it's protest fashion, but in swimwear. And I was like, okay, word. Um, so yeah, protest fashion in swimwear. We have. Sorry about these pictures, y'all. I now understand Logan's um, pain trying to screenshot on the computer, but. This is an interesting look from Manila. I'm going to say, not my favorite, but an interesting look. <laughs> I remember that look. That went through a few changes, to be quite honest. I remember mm. that. Um, because Manila doesn't usually wear, uh, like, swimwear for her. No, Manila's not known for that. She's known for food, for gowns. Mm-hmm. Those are the two campy looks. So swimwear, this was, a uh, like, an outside of the box. And her stylist, G. Hawkson, she had this this concept and accessories changed. I think even the hair changed. It was just there was a lot of movement throughout for for this specific look. Um, I kind of like it for different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. It gives me Sarah Jessica Parker from Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. in some weird okay. way. Mm-hmm. I get that vibe with that blonde hair and then with the ruffly of the skirt. Um, I you know I just. I like it, but my aesthetic is very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'll be honest. Like, if if I had to say Manila had a miss this season, this is the closest this to it for me. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like this is very like dragged in. Like this is yeah. quintessential dragged in. This feels like it would fit perfectly in season one, especially with how gritty it was in season one. So she doesn't look bad by any means. It's impossible for Manila. To look bad, she's just set the bar really high for herself, or right. her designer has. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I like what I do like is the ruffle skirt. Mm-hmm. Everything is just like I, I like the ruffle skirt and I like the wig. I'm not a fan of the swimsuit and the boots, so it's kind of like I like this, I like this, I like don't like. So you kind of pull it together. Uh, overall, it's okay. Yeah, not my favorite, but it's okay because that will change later on in the night. Because BB, this next look, my mom. I was here for the next look, period. <laughs> but we also have our drag dealer, Nicole Cordova, and our guest drag enforcer, Miss Dolly DeLeon. And I was very happy to learn about Miss Dolly DeLeon because I didn't know who she was until I this episode. So I was able to go back, look her up, and I was like, oh, okay, Miss Impressive Golden Globe winner. I see you. I see your nominee. And... Um, Philippine first Filipino got a global nominee. Like what? Yeah. Well, it's funny thing about I saw about a year and a half ago before we shot this, a few months before we shot season two, I saw Triangle of Sadness randomly on Prime Video because Woody Harrelson was in it, and I said, you know what? Let me check this out. I put it on. Woody Harrelson is not really in it; like he's hiding throughout the whole movie. But Dolly De Leon is like the lead actress in this, and she killed it. She slayed it. Oh, wow was nominated for a Golden Globe last year and was so surprised and excited to learn that she was going to be a guest Dragon Forcer this year because 
she's very inspirational to like just learning about her from that one performance she had. I was blown away. And so um, when she came to set, I really legitimately I sat down next to her on the couch and told her how much I was gushing over her because I was just like, I'm like, you are the guest I'm most excited about this season. And I was just going on and on and on. And I was like, we need to go to the Hollywood Oscars party. When you get nominated for your Oscar one year, let's do it. So we put that energy out there. David, I know the resident movie guy. You've seen this movie. Yep. So anybody watching, yes, I like drag. Movies are my thing. (laughs) Movies are my passion. Absolutely. I did not know who Dolly DeLeon was until 2022 when I saw the same movie, Triangle of Sadness. I saw it in the movie theater. Um, I had heard it won the Palme d'Or, and I was like, okay, I'm excited. And like Michael, I saw I saw the trailers. I saw the cast. I was like, a lot of familiar faces. But she swooped in there, and she stole the show, especially in the second half of the film. It's just such a interesting movie like it's honestly one of my favorite movies of this decade so far um and yeah she's just such an amazing character in there and she was the person that i was hoping would walk away with best supporting actress at the oscars and the fact that she didn't get nominated is ridiculous i was so mad i was so mad my roommate was too in fact when i was watching this i texted my roommate because he's out of town I'm like, oh my gosh, Dolly DeLeon is the Dragon Forcer this week because we both love her. So I am so jealous that you got to like be in a room with her, talk to her. Oh, she's so amazing. I love her. I she's just wrote down. I just wrote down Triangle of Sadness as a must oh, yeah. watch. So good. So I'm so going to watch it now because you're going to be so surprised. You're going to oh. be so surprised by her performance, by the story arc, and what what she does. Her character is amazing. Um, and it's then in real great. life, Dolly is just. So she listens, mm-hmm. like even when, when when she's talking to the queens in, in the bar arcade, mm-hmm. I could sense like she actually cares, and it's true. Maybe she's a great actress, or maybe that's just really who she is. But like either way, it's just you feel very warm and welcomed around her. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into it because we'll talk about Miss Dolly De Leon in once we get finished this mm-hmm. category. Because I have some thoughts about when her her in the arcade. I was like, yes. But up first, we have Miss Russia Fox. I hope I did did the the screenshots justice with this one, David. So you won't talk about me because <laughs> I tried to make sure we got every angle of this beautiful swimsuit because the swimsuit is gorgeous. I want to say on Miss Russia Fox, she looks beautiful, beautiful. She looks beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I thought her body was like stunning in this. She she can pull off a bathing suit like better than just about anybody I've seen on any of these drag shows. She's just got the right body for it. The swimsuit, it was like simple, but it didn't really need to be extravagant here. Um, so when we get when we give scores, I'm gonna judge it mainly on the look and not mm-hmm. as much on the presentation, mm-hmm. just because that's how I kind of do it. But as far as the presentation of this, um, it was a Soji bill that she was talking about. Mm-hmm. I will say of anybody talking like about their protests, this was the one I understood the least. I Maybe she took for granted that everybody's familiar with this bill. I'm not familiar with it. So I just wish she had gone a little more in depth. Um, it just felt like she talked about it very shallow and kind of generic. So that was disappointing from her. Michael. I really like 
the simplicity of her her swimsuit. The blue and gold is like touching the fact of the Filipino flag is blue, gold, um, white, and red. And so I could kind of see like the flag, Filipino flag within her whole getup, that burgundy reddish hair almost. Mm -hmm. um, her pale skin goes along with that, with the um, the blue and the gold. And so I see the Filipino flag when I look at her in, in that swimsuit. And so I commend her for that. The body is fantastic. It's just um, the, the, the whole Soji equality on the whole covering does throw me off a little. Um, it looks a little, you know, domestic in terms of like how it's like, you know, she's walking around with fireworks coming out of her head and her arms. So this one looks like it had the least amount of attention um, and energy put into because I, I, she's already set the bar so high. So the, the, like the covering up kind of throws me off and deducts, I would give her an 85. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I like this. Um, I, I thought it was, I thought her swimsuit was beautiful. Like no doubt the swimsuit was beautiful. Um, I, the cape is where it kind of pulls me back. Cause like if it, if I was just judging on the swimsuit and her look, how she looks in that swimsuit, it'd be very very like to the moon, sky high, baby. Cause but it's something about the cape. Like I like how she has the LGBT on her on the hood of the cape, and then bring it. And it just but it just looks so like you said like so amateurish drawn on it not like and I don't, I'm not saying everybody gotta be a, a, a great artiste because we are not that because if I was doing that drawing on the cake this was her fourth slide cool. in the like, <laughs> <laughs> right if I was drawing on the cake but they told me here's some paint and here's it's gonna look like that because absolutely not it's not my forte but it looks it's okay I just feel like it's just so thrown together and like you said the bar is very high for russia because she has set that bar that high for herself that i expect a whole lot more from her so but this was fine it's not a it, i didn't give her a low score so <laughs> what is your score though um i gave her an 80 but i was mostly looking at the bathing suit she had the cape down a lot of the time so i i also gave her an 80 okay. and i was going back and forth between 80 and 75 because i was like do what do what is that but i was like nah because the bathing suit itself is actually pretty very pretty so 80 is what i stuck with and i changed it like three times i'm telling you i, I scribbled and wrote it and scribbled it three times but we move to Miss Moy. What did you think about Moy, David? Um, it's not showing up for me yet. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh. It was a little delayed for me, but I see it now. Um, so I liked Moy's presentation. Uh, she talked about education reform. Um, and I, yeah, I thought the look definitely gave me like the teacher vibe of it all. So I like that she stuck with the theming there. Um, but I will say, uh, as far as like a bathing suit look goes, it felt like there was a lot of fabric. Like I'm not used to seeing that much fabric at a, uh, swimming pool or an ocean. Um, but I get that like, she's probably trying to keep it more conservative, like sticking with that teacher theme. Um, I don't like the back of it either because you see the back of that breastplate. So exposed and mm -hmm. that kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, so I thought she did really good 
with the theming, I just did not love the bathing suit part. <laughs> I, first of all, I love the color green and I love alliteration. <laughs> so alliteration gets me, you know, and I love a, a sexy, messy hair look from like a librarian school teacher. So she's fulfilling fantasies that I've had for decades. Um, I, I like this. I, I know that it doesn't give you swimwear. The top doesn't give you swimwear, but I like it. It is a teacher at the beach who doesn't want to be too revealing because she may see one of her pupils there. Right. Again, my fantasies being played out. <laughs> I like this for different reasons. I liked it. Well, of course, I love the teacher vibe that she's giving. Like she came out and she had the thing covered and she had the messy hair with the glasses with the pencils stuck in. I'm like, oh, that's so good. And then to turn, when she found it was for uh, education reform, I was like, yes, that makes sense. I don't mind the coverage of the top of the swimsuit because this that's the new style. We do tankinis now. That's what we wear to the beach because some of us have little problem areas that we want to hide. So we don't want to show off all the, the belly. So we put the high-waisted swim pant trunks, uh, swim bottoms on and the tankini tops. I actually have a swimsuit just like that because I don't want to show all the belly part because those are the problem areas. But the boobs are good, so I keep them up and support it. But the tummy and the wide side is a little so you, you, you cover that up with the tankini part, and then you put on the little high-waisted um, bikini bottoms because that covers up that tummy and control it so it's not just jiggling around on the beach. And then you, if you like me, you put on a sarong, and then you walk around and you think you're cute all day. So I get it. I like it. I was a fan of this, and I was like, ooh, a sparkly swimming suit. Now, I don't know what water she getting in with that sparkly swimming suit on. <laughs> but that's not – see, she ain't going to swim. She's going to, to sunbathe, and she's going to, you know, lay out and relax. She's not going to swim. That's she's going to grade some papers at the beach. At the beach <laughs> and, 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 and sit there because, like, she took she's playing hooky from school. It's, it's not spring break. It's close to summer, but not – quite there yet so she kind of like I don't feel like going to school with these kids today so I'm <laughs> I'm sick <laughs> but report cards to do next week so I gotta go and you know do I, I see you boy I see you I liked it I thought it was good I, I, I looked I did the breastplate in the back kind of threw me off a little tiny bit but I still liked it so score David I gave her a 77 my book I would say I would go with 86. I gave her an 80. <laughs> I like it. You're staying time. consistent so far. In Absolutely. It'll change. It'll change. Okay. But right now, Miss Deja is up next. Oh, no. Why did I do it like that? Mm, I didn't see that whole bottom down. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's okay. That whole white panel down is. Should be covered. But anyway, Miss Deja doing drag is not a crime. She had caution tape. She had her gold bathing suit. David, what you think? This, I was about to say, this was my favorite swimsuit. But you know what? It might not be. I really like this, though. Um, I thought she looked stunning in this. Um, the cape, like this was probably my favorite cape. It just mm -hmm. felt really well constructed. Even though you can tell like she wrote on some of those words there. I kind of like that part. Um, oh. But um, she did. She did have issue issues 
stumbling over her words, kind of like I just did. That was me giving an example of stumbling over words and continuing on instead of stopping and repeating myself from the beginning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th I, I thought um, the actual thing she was protesting was more just protesting like just drag being acceptable, mm -hmm. uh, which I think I would have preferred like a more distinct point of view like everybody else had, but I still like, it is a message that needs to be said. Um, so I, I can't really critique it too much, but she looks stunning. This She looks great. I have no complaints about the look itself. Cool. Michael. I love the message because um, I work with PEG, and so we manage over 30 drag queens from Drag Race, Dragula, Drag Den, and drag is not a crime was a huge part of what we were going up against last year when, while we were filming this season. So it was very relevant for the time. And um, it's a message that we've used with PEG to fundraise money for anti-drag uh, legislation. So I was really excited and proud that she walked on that stage and delivered this message. And the makeup, stunning. The hair, stunning. The gold swimsuit, love it. The cape, it's like water. The, the blue is like reminds me of the ocean. And so I, I love that. I love all of it. I really do enjoy this look. Yeah, I did too. I enjoyed it. Deja is just beautiful all the way around every time. Like she don't miss in the face. Her her face card never declines. Mm -hmm. Never declines, baby. It's so good. Um, my only complaint about this, I wish drag is not a crime was bigger and bolder. Like I wanted you to scream that out so the world could see it. Because if you don't look at it hard enough, you'd be like, what does that say? Like drag crime. If you you missed it, it's not a. Mm. Like I needed it to be bolder and bigger. Like shout it out. Let everybody know that you think drag is not a crime and mm -hmm. stop trying to make it to be a crime. So it's just, that was my only thing. I was like, I wanted her to take the time to like bolden that up, make it bigger. Let it be more pronounced. But everything else, I loved it. She looks stunning. Scores. Um, I gave her an 86. I'm going with 88. I am going to match your 88. Oh, okay. 88. Yep, I will match your 88. Mm -hmm. um, I'm changing it because I said something else, but I'm changing. <laughs> <sighs> Miss Favor Fatal. Yeah. Um. I so I really love this wig on Viva. I like the wet hair was a good choice here since you're thinking uh, swimsuit. Okay, why not have wet hair? So I really like that on her, and she pulls off short hair like this very very well. Uh, the swimsuit itself is simple but still really pretty. Um, and I know Lana likes this color. Um, um, her message was to protect uh, trans kids. Um, and she she did have an issue as well, stumbling over some words. Um, but I really loved her message. Um, I think it's it's a message that we can't like uh, we we can't talk about it too much. It's impossible. Even now, um, we we're hearing about, a non-binary kid um, in the news this week mm -hmm. who was beat up mm -hmm. um, for being non-binary, was kicked out of school for two weeks, uh, 
even though they were the victim and then uh, they died from their injuries the next day. Um, and just stories like these are just so prevalent and I just can't imagine being trans or non-binary in society today because it's just so dangerous. Um, it's not just dangerous here, it's dangerous everywhere in the world. Um, and I'm glad this isn't the only time we're going to hear about it in this episode. Uh, we're about to hear about it from the next person. But this is such an important message. So I really appreciated that despite her having a, a little stumble there. I like how I've never realized that when you combine blue and pink, it creates this purple color. And mm -hmm. so she was embodying both trans men and trans women in one and with this body swimsuit color. I think it was very smart for her to, you know, even in her um, poster, you can see the blue and you can see the pink and then you can see how it turns into purple. And I, I just... I'm actually the only thing I do not like about it is that above her waist, you see a little bit of a white panty almost, but it's like, you really have to be like looking hard. There you go. I found it. Aside of that, I love the hair, sexy hair, sexy wet hair, you know, give me a messy hair. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's cute. I love it. I think it's really beautiful in her and her mug is always on point as well. Yeah, favorite, favorite. Ugh. She's another one that's just so pretty. Yeah, David. If Logan was in David, I'm like, I know David. I know. My favorite. I'm not allowed to talk about how attractive Viva is, but you can, look, you can talk about it. attractive. Logan's <laughs> not here. Talk about I'm still it. waiting. Uh, my DMs have been open. I've been patiently <laughs> waiting. This has been six weeks now, Viva. <laughs> <I'm> waiting. <laughs> yeah. It was gorgeous. Come on. There's no deny. I love, of course, the color of the swimsuit. I actually really like this swimsuit. I feel like I just, I don't know. It's just something about it that's just like reaches. Maybe it's because it's like, yes, I can see somebody like me wearing it. I can see, you know, somebody I know wearing that swimsuit. It's so pretty. It's gorgeous. But for me, this was one of my favorite signs like the cape this was one of my favorite capes because i got it and i love like you said you pointed out how the purple the pink and the uh blue makes the purple and she's showing like pink and pink on one like two fingers and pink on this, these other two fingers and right in the middle is that purple it's like we all come together trans men and trans women we come together this is what we got and we need to protect these kids because they're making these decisions very early in their life now. A lot of kids know exactly what they want to do with their life the very young. And I think it was in this episode, somebody's like, they have a trans uh, child who's eight. And yeah, that was, um, that was uh, the best friend of Russia. Yeah. Had a trans child that's eight. And, and I was like, Oh, Word. Make if you feel that in your heart, and yeah, of course, it's gonna be a lot of people. They don't know what they want to do. How would an eight-year-old make that decision? That ain't your decision to make for them. That's between that child and that parent, and how that child feels. And if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. Yeah. But I love this, and we do need to protect the kids because we're so um, pro-abortion and pro-life, right? We're also pro-life, right? Yeah. Conservative. We're, we're pro-life. Guess yep. what? These are lives. 
We're yeah. supposed to protect these lives, but see, we're only pro-life when they're in the womb. We don't care nothing about them once they come out. Pro-birth. That's what that is. Right. We're pro-birth. Yeah. We're pro-pregnancies. We're not pro-life. Well, but all right, that, I'm still off that soapbox. But <laughs> Fever Fever did great in this scores. Um, I gave her an 83. I will go with an 86. I gave her an 81. We're all in the same realm here. Mm -hmm. And last but certainly not least, Mrs. Tan with say their, remember their names. Remember these trans women and trans people's names who have been hurt or killed or whatever. Remember these people's names. Uh, okay, I, I'm gonna let y'all go because I gotta remember Logan's not here. I gotta be last. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really like this. I will say this also didn't quite read bathing suit to me when I saw it. Um, it's kind of, it kind of looked like a corset, but I still liked whatever was going on there. Uh, but the main attraction here was the wig with the candles and the fire. I don't think I've ever seen a wig like that. And I've watched a lot of drag shows, <laughs> but I thought that was so cool. And once again, this message, this message is so important. Um, and she specifically was talking about trans and non-binary people who've been murdered. Um, and we do have to remember their names. I didn't say their name earlier, I don't think, but it's Nick's. Google the story of Nick's. Uh, they are the trans kid that was killed mm -hmm. in Oklahoma this week. Um, we cannot forget these names. It's so important. So this message and the look really won me over. This was my favorite of this category. I, I, I do applaud the hair. The hair was genius. Never seen uh, a hair on fire. Well, yeah, never seen a hair on fire purposely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I've seen a few yeah, accidents. Um, I do also not, I don't really see a swimsuit. It was a corset I'm, I'm seeing. And I, in regards to like the letters not being visible on another cape with this one, I also do feel like they could have been bolder versus um, I know the font that she's going for. I love, I love that font, but for this particular fabric, uh, it was difficult to read because you really need to spread it out open so you can see the entire verbiage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe if the, the lettering was a little bolder, mm -hmm. it would have been easier to read, but um it's definitely grabs your eye to like make you want to like stare and see like what does it say um and whose names am i trying to spell remember their names and then so it is a very like it makes you think mrs tan always makes you think her looks are always thought provocative always like trying to just take it to the next level of like what's the message behind this it's not just a look so um and then the candles on the hair reflecting like how you should be like if you were reflecting on someone who's deceased you may light a candle. And so I, I do really applaud her, her thought for this. Absolutely. I think this was so beautiful. Um, I agree with the swimsuit part. It's just more like a, of a corset than it is a swimsuit. But I think her message was, was very strong. And the way she delivered it was even stronger. Um, this is such a huge thing, like a huge message, not just in with the trans community or whatever, but like, even in all communities, everybody had, like, I, I, I will, for 
the black my community, the black community is a lot of people police brutality and things like that. And we like remember their names, say their names because you don't want it to just go by without us recognizing and remembering that these people were wrongly harmed. Same thing for her message. People who are wrongly harmed just for being who they are, we got to remember who they are. So their their dying is not in vain, and it, we can stop it from happening again. And and so I I love this much. This wig is out of control, out of control. I, I loved it. I loved it. So scores, David. Yeah the the wig got some bonus points here. I gave it an eighty eight. Eighty seven. This is my favorite of the night. I gave it a 90. <sighs> but we go back to um we go back to the um arcade after all of this and we have a conversation with uh Nicole and um and uh, Dolly and Miss Tan asked her like what would you what advice would you give you know, what would you, and she was like, just be you, be unapologetically you. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the advice you would give anybody because that, that's what you, you're supposed to, like, you need to be yourself. And if yourself, I don't, I, it was something else and I'm, it's, it's, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was something else that she said that I was like, yes. Yeah, I, I might know. So sh she was telling them that you might look at each other and be like, oh, I wish I was more like Russia. Oh, I was more, more like Deja. But the beauty in this group is their diversity and being That's who right. they are and not not being like anybody else. They all have their own lane. So I thought that was really beautiful. I, I wrote that down because I was like, wow, you said that so well. Yeah, that's what it was. I was like, it was something else. I'm trying to remember. Mm -hmm. That was it. I was like, yes, because every, this whole episode, well, a lot of this episode, we saw people calling people fugly and, you know, you're a dog and this and the other. <laughs> like, it's beauty in the diversity of what society might think is beautiful. Because I think Mrs. Tan is stunning. Like, when she's in makeup and in drag, I'm like, oh, she's actually, oh, my God. Yes, I definitely feel like it's the hugest transformation between when she's in drag and out of drag. And I'm like, wow. And it's not a bad thing because I'm like, baby, if you could take this mug, and I'm talking about me, take my mug and transform me into somebody that I can't even recognize, I'm here for it. I want to see it happen your skills are impeccable and i love a good transformation so cms Tan transform every week from her non-drag persona to her, her non-drag life to her drag persona is incredible to me i am in awe but yeah I, I i love that dolly said that and i hope a lot of people listen and take that to heart and realize you are beautiful regardless if you look like the supermodel or just the girl who at your house, you know what I mean? It's ah, uh, oh, love it. Yeah, Dolly said it so nicely. It reminds me of like the X Men or the Avengers. You know, everyone has their special powers and is not like the all most powerful being. But put when you come together, you really create something beautiful that everyone can benefit from. And so I love how the show this episode started with them being kind of catty, reading each other. And then it goes to a place after the theme where where it's really about 
embrace your inner beauty, embrace the diversity of your of your characters and of your personalities to come together and and be you know dragged in season two, you know. So I'm really excited that the top five had this moment with Dolly to to you know just to like be thankful for who they are individually. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that stood out to me um, in this moment was, well, basically this episode is kind of a love letter to women in general, uh, but we had Mrs. Tan talking and uh, she was saying that women are keeping the drag economy alive. And I was like, you know, that's a really good point because I'm so used to going to drag shows, especially like, uh, like a drag brunch um, and even just like a Saturday night drag show. And there are so many women there like bachelor party, bachelorette parties, like just women are coming in droves. And oftentimes when you look and see who's tipping the Queens, it's a lot of the women. And yeah, I think we take for granted um, having women in, in those queer spaces. I mean, first of all, women can be queer too. Knock, knock, but also straight women, they've been such good allies to us. And I think it's, it's very important that we, we acknowledge that. Um, I was just watching another show where they were kind of talking bad about women at drag shows, which I mean, not all women <laughs> behave well at drag shows, but um, I, I'm really glad that we got this side too, where it was, it was just so beautiful. Like this whole episode, just really showing the value of women in our communities. And it, just occurred to me that all of the uh fam all the loved ones that came to visit were women mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah you know i'm a big numbers guy and i i've analyzed a lot of insights for many drag queens and i can tell you that just by the numbers alone it's it's women who are the number one supporters the number one followers and I don't think it's only the fact that it's a industry that has to deal with cosmetics and beauty and, 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 you know, different gowns and fabric, stuff like that and fashion. I think it's more about the empowerment of, you know, how you can be whoever you want, create whoever you want to be. And I think that is like something that empowers women. Um, Cause even in the next segment uh, for the, the main uh, showcase, me showcase showdown i'm thinking of prices right <laughs> but like at the main showdown um one of the questions that they had was like what are the similarities in uh like difficulties and challenges that the lgbtq community has and women have and mm -hmm. so women do resonate with the, the struggles of the lgbtq community regardless if women are queer or not they can still sense it and, and feel it and have an understanding of what we're going through. So um, I think that's one of the reasons that they're so supportive um, because, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't have women have to fight for their rights in the USA and queer people have to fight for their rights to get into the spaces where they want to be, you know, just like the Parlorista episode where in the Philippines, the queer community was just siloed to be hair, hair beauticians, hair stylists. And, you know, and that was the stereotype. We had to fight those in the Philippines to get the better jobs in different categories. So um, women, I'm so happy that this episode is dedicated to women, that the the people who visited the contestants were strong women uh, influences in the contestants' lives. Absolutely. I love that too, because I'm like, 
it, it, we get so bogged down with who's who's doing what and who's in charge of what and why something is happening. And even in women amongst women, the whole are trans women, 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 cis women, that whole discourse between trans women and cis women. And then it's like, no, okay, let's, let's stop. Let's stop. Because as women, we all know what it's like to be under the patriarchy of men. And guess what? These trans women are going to be under the same patriarchy because they have they, they this is what they want to do. This is who they are. They are women in this world. And women in general are always going to be under men. That's just how this society has been. But now we're trying to show that we, we can be just as successful, just as strong, just as powerful as these men. And we're trying to break these patriarchal article norms. And we don't need us fighting with each other in order to get, because that's not going to get nothing done. But I love that this was like, you know, women are a very essential key to drag artists. Like if these drag artists are, are, are impersonating and embodying, because I don't even like impersonating, but these drag artists are embodying very strong women when they come out and do put, put on these, performances and I, that is also why I love drag kings now because I love seeing women strong women saying okay let's show what we feel how we embody these men who and we can come out and we can show the same art form but in different ways and so I love it I love that we're you know opening the doors of drag and Women just appreciate good art. I just think we do. We just appreciate good entertainment. And I just love, like, I don't have to know what who's at the drag show or if it's a drag show. If it's going to entertain me, I'm in there. I'm watching it. Is it a drag show? Is it a regular show? Is it a whatever show? If I'm entertained, I'm going to watch it. So I love that women are being that for these drag artists that we can be come out and support and tip and just be there. I, I have yet to go to a drag show in my life yet. I that is on my book. Fix that. I know. I've been trying. Down. I've been trying, and I think it's some around here, but I just don't know where. So I'm gonna have to just do my research, do my due diligence, and find the drag shows in Birmingham because I'm or, sure. Or, or start. You hmm? can start one. Start your own drag show. Oh. Oh, look at this. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> Period. I'm going to produce a drag show myself. That's, I'm going to find a good one. Make it work. I don't know. I, I, I will figure it out. But I just want to, you know, I haven't been to one yet. I was very close to going to one. And then I had to, I couldn't go. Financial reasons told me no. But I was like, it's okay. It's all right. I'm going to go. But, um, I love that. I love that women are, are supporting drag artists. I love that we are being recognized in this episode. And I love that all women are being recognized, not just trans women, not just cis women, but all women. So I'm here for that. I'm here for that. So I think we should just get right back into it because we do go into the main showdown. That was right. Yeah. And I'm going to close that up because that's what we left off. But we're going to move because... I said what I said and I made this just the way that I made this. I wanted Manila to shine in this outfit because this dress is beautiful. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I favorite. really like this one. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like a classic. I could see Manila going to the Oscars in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know who else ate down? Who ate one down? Miss Nicole. Miss Nicole. Mm-hmm. Nicole Cordova. I said, wait, 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 wait. No, you not got no, she don't got a tiara on with the red and the red leg. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I was I was salivating over this look. I love this look. I took so many pictures of the screenshots that I was trying to figure out which one I was gonna use, but mm-hmm. I took so many pictures of the code because I was like, this is pretty. Oh, that is, <laughs> oh, that's cute too. Uh. We can't just do that to Dolly. Dolly, you look good too. No, no, oh, Dolly looks great too. I'm not. I was just saying, Manila eight, Nicole eight. Dolly yes. looks like yes, period. Because she got a little lace number underneath her jacket, her little lace shirt underneath her jacket. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's there for business. You could tell Dolly is there for business. She's like, I'm gonna rape these queens, period. And she was like, I'm serious. I'm taking this very. Very seriously, and I'm here for it. But I do have a question before we we get too far past that. Why wasn't there a drag agent on duty this week? Well, this is the week where well, Dolly De Leon is already just huge name, but I feel like this is the moment where you know double elimination and we go down to the final three. That's you know so. They didn't want the scores to say ties. Like they didn't want ties to happen. <laughs> yeah, That's and true. you know, having a having a drag agent on duty. You know, the drag agents on duty. They know the queens in the show, so it could have mm-hmm. really some scores could have been played around with. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. On duty was being dirty. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah, that's a good point. I I just was like, oh, are we gonna get the whole season one cast? So it doesn't look like we did, but that's okay. I'm really happy with the ones we did get. Now, we get, uh, please, somebody say this, Hanas, Hanash Game. Hanash Games. Hanash Games. That was right. Now, Logan was like, last week, oh, so it's just the Snatch Game. And I was like, no. Mm. And now we went through it and we see it. I'm like, no, Logan, it's not the Snatch Game at all. <laughs> it's nothing like the Snatch Game. Yeah. So. I've never seen any game like this. Oh, this we filmed it, when they filmed it, I was kind of confused. I'm like, I need subtitles because what's happening? And so even with the first the the first round, the first two rounds, I was still like, wait, you could rebuttal. Uh, right. I, mean, I had to like rewatch it because I'm like, it's it's a new game, it's a new format. So I'm glad that it's not the snatch game because you know it's its own thing. Drag Den is always has its own formula, and so. This was introducing a new spin onto the drag showdown. And, you know, I, I think even the contestants were like, you know, like Fiva Fatale, she kind of like stumbled. She didn't know what to she say. Stumbled, yeah. You know, so it was a new concept that kept everyone on their toes. And so it was it was interesting, funny. And some people shot some people, it was a perfect opportunity for them to shine. And others, that's when you saw, uh oh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a crack here. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I thought I'm like, oh, this is more like a pageant, but in a open form kind of way. Like, we'll give you some pageant questions, and you answer your questions. But as a twist, your opponent, your content for the opponents could chime in and be like, ah, but this yeah. is another one counterpoint to this. And I thought like, 
I'm just like, is it going to be more people like chiming in? Like, I'm going to have, bam, my rebuttal. Oop, but let, boom, let me rebut the rebuttal. And boom, let me rebut the rebut the rebuttal. Retittle the tattle the rebuttal. <laughs> I can't remember it, Jada. You know, that is, you know, but this being the first time that they've ever, these queens have ever been exposed to this, the next time it happens, you know, the rebuttal of the rebuttals of the rebuttals are going to be rebuttal. Absolutely, because that's what I was waiting for, because I was like, oh, well, I'm a. I would be that. I would be that girl. I would rebut everything. They'd be like, okay, you don't have to rebut everything. And, and with as beautiful as Fiba Fatale is, I would have rebutted with the most nonsensical rebuttals. I would have been like, I'm beautiful. Right. And that would be my rebuttal. Boom. <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, mother's mother, because mother is mother. Bam. They'd be like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, Mother is mother because M O T H E R is what? Mother. mother. Period. And just, yeah. Like, just do something to entertain the judges as well and give your real answer, like, first. But if it gets to the rebuttal of the rebuttal of the rebuttal, oh, yeah, nonsense. Nonsensical stuff coming after that. But we do get the Talak to song and then the Bexcussion and then the Huling. Hanashi. Can you say all those again? Nope. (laughs) You all see them. They're on the screen. Try Spotify the members. You got what you got. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's that's the best I got. But this is the semifinals, and this is their main drag showcase. So, Miss Russia Fox. Okay. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the look, and then I'm going to give the most brief thought on how they did. Okay. in this game mm-hmm. um so i think i think this is a really pretty look for her especially from the back mm-hmm. um from the front it's a little bit tame a little bit basic and i don't love the nude illusion mm-hmm. um, take a shot every time you watch a podcast where i complain about a nude illusion because oh, it's man. becoming every podcast um i will just say like as as pretty as she looks here it just still doesn't feel up to her standard. And it's just kind of crazy, like seeing what a fall from grace she had in this episode. And I love Russia and I'm trying not to be biased. I I would love to just gush and praise everything she did this episode, but it just was not the best episode for her. Um, I, as far as her performance in this game, uh, really my brief thought is I just found it all a little bit generic. I wanted more of a perspective than what she gave. Everything was just a little safe. The look to me, I, I, I agree. The front, little simplistic. The back, gorgeous. I actually do love the hair. Um, I know some of the queens in the arcade were saying that the hair wasn't drag enough for, for them. Mm-hmm. But I do like this look. Her, her uh, response felt like it just needs to be tailored more. She, you know, wanted to use as much time as she was given, used a little bit extra, and it still seemed, like you said, you know, high high level, just touch upon everything. But I wanted something that was a little bit more intimate, mm-hmm. something that would be like, oh, wow, that really touched me and I resonated with it because I can, I, I, I went through something similar. Um, but it was just too high level for me in terms of her response. I could not have said that better myself. That front of this dress, eh, 
that back. I was like, I live for the back of the dress. <laughs> I took several pictures of this back just because I was like, which one do I use? I like the hair too. I feel like it fit the dress, like this hair and this dress. Absolutely. She looked like a super, a, a supermodel or a pageant queen. Like, absolutely. I love that. Her performance it was so muddled to me. It was so many words, but not a lot of things happening. I like. I wanted her to get into the meat and the potatoes of the question, and she kind of just stayed at the surface and was like, okay. Like you say, given the generic answer of world peace, that's what I want for all, world peace. But what, what does world peace look like to you? Like, give me some details. Give me some things that make me go, Mm, never thought of it like that. Or yes, that's what I was thinking. You know, I wanted more. And she just gave me surface level. So, eh. Russia Fox's scores for you, David. Um, Because I mostly saw the front, that's what most of my score is based on. And I gave it a 77. Michael? I will go with an 82. I will go with an 84 because that back is still gorgeous. Yes. Up next, we have Moy. And we saw this character last week, but in a different person form. But she's doing it Moy's way. So, David, what do you think of Moy? Yeah. Um, so, I really like seeing this campy side here because honestly, a lot of these looks that we got in this final section weren't very campy. Um, so she stood out for sure with that. And I do like this color combination, this blue and red. I thought thought looked really good together. Uh, the wig is nice. Um, but overall, I think there is a simplicity to it that just left me wanting a little bit more. Um, so it was not my favorite look. Uh, with that said, I thought she she was one of the better ones for sure um, with answering questions and kind of volleying off of the other queens. Um, so I don't know that I would have given her the win this week, but she, she easily was in the top three. Um, she just seemed to be having the most fun of anybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that that um, weighed a lot into the judging. I actually love this look. I know it's simple, but there's something about like wrestlers or weightlifters that their outfits are kind of simple. Mm -hmm. And to me, the, the it's the sexy look. Like I first with the blue hair, love the blue hair. The her her weights gagged. They're just the campiness of it all. Just completely took for me took me to that next level. She didn't need accessories because that main accessory. That her that was her purse, you know, it was her weight. Um, I really do love this look, to be quite honest. It was one of my favorites, and I think it's because of the blue and the red. It's just I really do enjoy it. Yeah, for me, the look was I think I'm falling on the side of David. Like it was definitely more simple for me. But like you said, Michael, uh she's a weightlifter. Her the their looks is this simple. They don't do but, but she even dragged up the weightlifter look, which is, I'm like, okay, I'm here for that. I liked it. Um, I loved her performance. I thought she was so very much in the pocket 
for this performance. She gave what I felt like the answers that needed to give it was a little more in depth. And then it was funny and campy at the same time. Like she was just in a in her, in the right in that sweet spot of this performance. And I was I was a fan of this. I agree. I don't know if I would have gave her the win, but I definitely had her in my top three, like for sure. But I I, I liked it. It was very much a solid look for me. Of course. This should be interesting because we might have a big range. Um, but I gave her a 74. Wow, I, I would go with 90. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were 79. Okay. Wow. I it's so interesting. <laughs> interesting. How I love are. when I love when we disagree though. Sometimes sometimes people match too much on this podcast. So yeah. I love seeing just different different numbers. <laughs> Deja. Ugh. Yeah, I, I really like this. Um, I like that she went with a more traditional character, so she had a more traditional look. Um, but then once I realized, oh, like it's not just supposed to be fabric. That's supposed to be tattoos on mm -hmm. skin. I thought that was a really creative angle here. Um, yeah, I, I I was very impressed with this, this look. Um, uh, and of course, she's always pretty. Like sh she's so stunning. Her face looked great. Um, as far as the performance went, I felt like she had some ups and downs. Um, I thought she started off, especially when they were first introducing the characters. Uh, there was like, it felt like she was holding back a little bit. Um, but I do think like as it went on, um, especially later on, I just felt a lot of earnestness from her. Like she felt very sincere in what she had to say. Um, even if she did uh, mess up a few words. I don't think she did as much this time. Uh, but overall, she had a very good night. What were you, what's supposed to be tattoos? What are you referencing in terms of... So there's like the ink parts all over. Um, it's it's hard to see in oh, this picture. And okay, see that yeah. going all the way down the arms. Um, she was talking about how that was like her character had a bunch of tattoos. So those are tattoos on her skin. Okay. At least that's what I got from... Uh, from watching yeah i love i love this look i the work like that was put into it to create it is just impeccable i'm really i you know i applaud the designer and then she puts it she models it puts it together so beautifully with her makeup once again her hair simple because the whole look is so extravagant that you don't need to have this dragged up big hair um to distract from the look you know so it, and even with the background of graffiti, it still looks so glamorous and elegant. Gorgeous. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I was, I was on the same page. I was like, ah, oh, the tattoos. Those are tattoos. Those aren't just designs on the dress. It's the, because at first I was like, oh, Dave is going to kill her for the nude illusion. And then I was like, nah, nah, but nude illusion. <laughs> but then I was like, but she it's the whole but it was supposed to be that way because it was skin. She was showing skin without actually showing skin. So I love that. And I love that tattoo art thing. And this skirt to me, I don't know what it is about this bottom part of this dress. I am in love with it. I was like, I love that. Um, I thought it was beautiful. I loved, I, I agree her performance was a little ups and downs, but not to the point where it was distracting and not to the point where I was like, oh, no, nah, this is not good. It was, it was. It was like, oh, oh, she got a little nervous. Oh, but she brought it back. Uh, then she go, go, okay. Oh, she got a little nervous, but she brought it back. So 
I feel like it's not how you f you started, but how you ended. And I think she ended it strong. So scores for Miss Deja. Uh, this was my highest score of this section. I gave her an 85. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Michael? I would say I would go with an 89. I laugh because I... You just talked about us matchy matchy with the scores, and I too gave her an eighty. No, no, I did not. Oh, yes, I did. I too gave her an eighty-five. Okay. <sighs> I thought you were laughing because I said this was my highest score, and it was eighty-five. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that's shady, Lana. No, no, because that's high for you, David. That is high for you, but I just know. Yeah. I, I I was just laughing because you just said we match too much here on this thing. <laughs> you are matching with me because I wrote yeah. my favor for tall. Mm -hmm. I really like this. Uh, mm -hmm. I like this as a look. <laughs> I think she's super cute in this pink. Uh, this was maybe my favorite makeup of anybody on the stage tonight. Um, so yeah, she looks stunning. Now her performance was <laughs> a completely different story. If I'm being honest, I think Fiva just was kind of defeated at this point. Um, her confidence was so knocked. And she just was never able to really deliver uh, a strong message um, with confidence. And it was pretty sad. Like, and, and she just started talking about her character. And I did think it was funny when we saw the other queens being like, is she read reading from a Wikipedia? And Mrs. Tan was like, Siri, is that you? <laughs> Mrs. Tan, you're so shady in the best way. <laughs> um, but yeah, as as far as her performance, the main takeaway was that I just thought she looked scared the whole time. I I think this is a great look as well. And I think the fact that you bring up about her whole being Suri, I think that there's an opportunity for her to go to Apple and say, hey, listen, let me be the Filipino voice for <laughs> Suri in the Philippines. Um, because you know, I asked, I got that same feeling from her. It's it felt like she was just reading off of a Google um, Translate or Google search, mm -hmm. and and there, you know, there's something very the fact she's doing it right. You know, she's doing it right. If she's giving everyone that same feeling of like, oh, she sounds like a Google search. I think there's a, there's an opportunity for her to play off of that. So. I'm glad that we caught it on camera and she can now see it and see and hear what everyone else sees and hears. Um, because one, I, I have noticed her English has gotten better over the course of this season when she goes live on IG and stuff like that. So um, it's something that you can see her growth. So it was as like the episode really shows that where she was at. And I think it's something that she'll look back on and be thankful for it. The look is fabulous. Um, I would kind of want to change the shoes mm. to match the, the color of the outfit mm -hmm. or to be a little sparkly or maybe white to match what's happening at her waist around there or even red because I see some inklings of red, sprinkles of red. I feel like the shoe could have been a different um, color. This is my favorite look of the night. I mean, go lie. I, I love this look. I was like, was her, my her performance my favorite? No. But this look, I was like, yes. Because people look beautiful. And I was like, this pink and then these 
feathers just shooting off everywhere. And then this whatever is happening in the front, whatever she's holding, I'm like, I am a fan of this look. It's so cute. I love the little rhinestone uh, detail around the waist area. I thought she looked cute giving us the Ariana Grande ponytail. Like, <laughs> I'm almost a fan of this look. I agree with you about the shoes. Like, yeah, give me a pink shoe or a red shoe or a silver sparkly shoe, like the rhinestone to go with it. But other than that, this was a good look. I can't judge it off the performance because, man, I don't want to bring it down low like that. But because performance was low. But this look, you ate, Mama. You ate. Scores. I gave the look an 83. Mm -hmm. I was going with 85. And mine is an 88. Because I love the look. And last but not least is Miss Anna. <laughs> what I like about this the most is her face transformation. Like, I don't know what she did with her face, but I was like, this is a completely different face than I've ever seen her have. Um, I think it might be the eyebrows. She has thicker eyebrows. Um, and I really like that on her. Like, I wouldn't mind if she did that more often. She looked really good here. And I don't know the reference character. So I, I can't say if like it looks more like that person. Um, as far as the outfit goes, um, I was a little confused by it. I like it. But I don't really understand what it was going for here. At first, I saw bananas. And I don't know if it's because I'm watching Drag Race 16 and I'm seeing Nymphia wear bananas all the time. Um, so I'm intrigued by it. I don't get it. But I still like it. <laughs> um, as far as her performance goes, uh, she was clearly one of the best of the night um, in in both both categories. She had a lot of confidence. Um, yeah, I, I thought that... Uh, she also felt very sincere. Uh, and there were times actually in this in this uh, last section when she was giving her first speech where you felt the sincerity, but she also had like a little bit of uh, timidness. And I'm glad it was just for a brief moment because everything after that was fine. With this look, her makeup, the difference in her eyes are that it, they're flat versus arched. Mm. So I, I think that's one of the major differences. Um, and then the look, and I and I love the makeup, but the look, I get a few different things. First of all, it gives me, I was getting a Flintstones vibe off of this for some reason. And I was like, is it Wilma? No, it's it's Bam Bam or Pebbles. It's Pebbles. Pebbles. I get a, for some reason, I, I feel like this is Pebbles and her teen. But then when I look at it, like from this point, from these photos, I see like, it reminds me of Honey the Pooh, like eating his honey, like the little jar of honey. It gives me a, a honeycomb vibe. Um, So which makes me think of my childhood, which is fun and, and campy. And, you know, so like I think the color is what gives me that fun and campy feel um, of, of her dress gives me that Winnie the Pooh kind of vibe. I think it's the hair that gives me the pebbles mm -hmm. vibe. I don't know what it is to put. I can't put my finger on it, but I get those two cartoon characters in my head, which are iconic characters and, you know, memorable. So it was fun. You didn't know what to expect from her and her sitting down on the, the stage, just smoking. <laughs> it was just like, she was in character. She took Dolly DeLeon's um, advice and say, know who your character is from the core 
So that anything that you have to say, it just radiates who that character is. And yeah. she did that. She said, my character is going to sit down here and smoke a stove. Boop. I mean, she was in character from the time they got on that stage to the time they left that stage. And it was beautiful to see it. I'm like, if you're going to do a character, commit fully to that character. And she did. She sat on that that barrel and she had a leg crossed. She had a cigarette. She was just like, mm. gave her speech and was like, and not. You know, just like still popping it, still smoking it. It was everything. This look, I get what you're saying because it definitely looks like that purse is a, a pot of honey from Winnie the Pooh. And then like she's giving us a, a, a dragged up version of Winnie the Pooh. Now, I don't know if that's the case, but I love it. I don't care. I can see the Bam Bam reference. I can see the Fraggle Rock reference. Like all of these little the cartoons that I used to watch growing up, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I love it. I don't, I, I like I say, David, I don't know what the exact reference is, but I don't care. It's still good. And I think that's what makes some artists just great at what they do. Because when you, when we have to one know what the reference is, like, oh, I don't, I don't know what the reference is and I'm confused and so I don't know how to judge this. That's a problem. But when you can come out there and say, I don't know the reference, but I don't care because this still looks good, you have done your job. So I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the performance. To me, to me, my opinion, she should have won the night. But that's just me. It's just me. But scores. Um, I gave this a very solid 80. I will go with an 87. And I went with an 85. Liked it. Liked it. And that is that on that. So we'll come out. <sighs> then we get the twist of all twists of things that's going to happen. We, we realize and learn that this, oh well, I should get down to it because I should. I'm gonna say it several times, so I to be ready. <laughs> the Here it is. Dragulana. So the Dragulana happens, and we find out that it's not a normal. Dragulana. We're not just gonna have three. We're gonna have everybody. Top five, we're going to have a five-way. I got it, David. You don't got to do it. I got it. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I just hit it. But, yeah, so we got a five-way happening. Now, I don't know about y'all. I was, the, I, was, I, was the, I was concerned when she said it. And I was like, Manila, what you mean? What you mean? Why, why, why are we doing this? Why? Because watching, watching the Dragdagulana. Oh, we both said it together. <laughs> watching it the, the regular way with a three-way, I'm sometimes confused. Because I'm like, I gotta watch it again to see who I'm looking at. Now y'all gonna throw a five-way and I was like, yo, I don't know what to do. I have, I'm going to have to watch this like 10 times just to make sure I'm watching who I'm watching. I was confused. Not going to lie. I was like, I don't know who to watch. So I watched it like three, four times so I can make sure I, I watched everybody. 
So your thoughts on the uh, your thoughts on the five way. Oh, I thought you were gonna play the clip again. <laughs> I was. I thought she pushed it because of my way. Oh no, I didn't. Um okay. I so I I never love it when there's like this many people, but I get why they did it. It makes sense here. There were definitely people that stood out and definitely people that faded a bit for me. Mm -hmm. um, I had two pretty strong standouts, though. For mm -hmm. me, those would be Deja and Mrs. Tan. And am I surprised? No, I'm not. <laughs> um, they both have won Drag Dagulons before um, and for a good reason. But also, uh, FIVA has won a Drag Dagulon, and I would say FIVA faded the most. And I really think it goes back to, I think, Fiva saw the writing on the wall, knew how this episode was going, and just was a little bit defeated. Um, I do think Moy um, had her moments too, so I want to give her some props. Uh, but then uh, <laughs> Russia, with the extraness at the end and the sparks just shooting out of the top, I was like, oh, come on. I would expect nothing less from Russia. She does not know how to do 100%. It has to be 150%. Oh, the one thing that did stand out to me with FIBA is she was doing the thing where she was like sucking in the smoke and blowing out the smoke. Lana, we've seen that before. Mm -hmm. We've seen that from her drag family. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, you are related to Arizona Brandy. Related to Miss Brandy. Miss Brandy will eat a compact and then spit out the smoke. You'd be like, girl, you for the kid this girl. Stop putting compacts in your mouth and make <laughs> in your mouth just to make the smoke. Don't do that, girl. You can die. Don't do that. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I've seen this trick before. <laughs> hey, House of Brandy. Hey. Have a little more restraint than a little more restraint. She ain't licked the floor though. I, no. I appreciated or that. Or eat her contact lens. Or, right, or eat her contact. I was like, Arizona, you're doing too much for me. But yes, we love that for FIBA. <laughs> So I was also too a little concerned about the five way that was going to be presented because it does get a little bit overwhelming with three contestants doing the mm -hmm. Dark Um, However, I felt like the with the right song choice, mm -hmm. the queens were able to like stage out, okay, I can't go up there because it'll be too much. I have to stay over here so people can see me. Um, Russia Fox, I don't know if you realized it, but in the first few seconds, she whips out a crown from... I don't know Where? what part of the stage. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what part of the stage. She whipped out a crown within a matter of seconds. And I'm like, wait a minute. Where did that come from? And like you said, David, she pops off this string. And you're like, wait a minute. What is she stashing stuff? There's not graphics added in post. That's actually her coming out with, with what she does. And so, you know. She really does know how to entertain and put on a show. So, like, she, that was great. I do love – I know many people are not fans of it, but um, I do love the graphics that they add to the Drag Dagulan. They're just funny. Fun to me. I the like the sure frames they kept doing. Yeah, right. I was trying to get pictures. I tried to get pictures of all the picture frames, but then they didn't do everybody. So I was like, wow, I can't do three picture frames and not everybody's picture frame. But I was like, oh, that would be a cute little thing to put on the graphics. I was ready for that. I love, okay, first of all, the song was uh, Kaka Babe by Donalyn Bartholomew. Bartholomew. I, I, I wrote that down because I wanted to make sure we say that because Logan always does that. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, where, first of all, where'd she get the crown? 
where did she get the streamers? Because, like, I didn't see her go anywhere on the stage to pick that up. I feel like Miss Tan had all her stuff that she had in her purse. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. All her little pops and tricks are going to be in her purse. Russia went somewhere, but you know what? Here's the bad part about it. She needed that. She needed all those props because her performance was lacking. And she needed every one of those props to make me come back to look to her. Because before, when she wasn't doing nothing and she ain't had no props going on, I ain't paid no attention to Russia Fox because I was looking at Miss Tan and I was looking at Deja. And I was looking for Fever and looking at Moy, but then getting bored of Moy and then looking back at Moy. It was just, and so Russia was very much in the background for a long time. And then she popped the streamers. I was like, oh, girl, where you come from? What is that? And I did. I was like, was that the, did she pop the streamers or was that part of the edit and post the things that did? And I was like, oh, no, no, that was her because the streamers are on the floor now. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, okay, cool. And so we the drag that yarn goes on. I'm looking, I'm like, ooh. Tan is killing this. Look at her. She, she she got some old stuff and she in the front by herself. Okay. I was like, y'all gonna let her take the spotlight from y'all like that? Uh, okay. Give her an easy win because she's she killing you right now. <laughs> and then everybody started coming up and we saw I love Tan and Fever going back and forth to each other and they were they were uh, playing off each other and then Deja was playing off of, with Moy and then Russia took herself right to that middle of that stage in the front and she lit her can her sparkler on fire in the crown. I was like, I loved it. <laughs> I loved I it. Like, okay, girl, make us look at you again because we weren't looking at you again. Once you popped the sparkle the, the things out your hand, it was like, ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's she also had the photo that she she didn't reveal. Yeah. I was like, what is this photo? <laughs> And then it's Miss Sasa girl, a photo of Miss Sasa girl, but she reveals oh, it. I'm like, I didn't realize that's who it was. I was like, who is this? That is Sasa girl, which was like, it was funny because we're like, everyone's, who is she? Who, who's this photo of? And at the end, it's Sasa girl. And we're like, oh my gosh. It's just, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's so funny. Right. But the thing is, I was like, I guess apparently she figured that the only people who watching this show is the Philippines. And because I had no idea who that picture was. And so when she turned it around, it did nothing for me. I was like, is that young Russia Fox? Or That's what I thought. I was like, wow, what a transformation. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, she grew up. I was like, I don't know who that is. So it didn't do anything for me. So I didn't laugh. I didn't chuckle. But I'm sure the Philippine fans was like, that's hilarious. Because that's, that's the, and we'll, I mean, that's fine. Play for your audience. That's the audience. That's the base. Do what you got to do. We'll figure it out over here. And we'll have Michael come tell us who it is. And then we can be <laughs> like, ah, ha, 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 that's funny. You know, you, you said something that is really true, actually. When the Queens season one and season two were filming their, their seasons, they, in their mind, it's only for the Filipino audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not even thinking about the Filipino audience outside of the Philippines. They're thinking about like, cause you know, some of them, most of them have not even been outside of right. the Philippines, mm -hmm. outside of their province even. So mm -hmm. go to, to go to Manila to film the, the show in the city of Manila is it's huge for them. So in their mind, they are legitimately working for 
you know, the people who go to their local drag bar and that the drag bar that's going to like hire them after the show. So I, I that's why I thank you also, both of you for like doing something like this, recapping drag then, because you're helping them and their messages get spread across your base and it's only just growing their visibility. So by the, by you doing what you're doing here, um, it's really opening up their perspectives of like the show and the reach that they're having by being on drag then. So I applaud you for making this happen. Absolutely. I, I am just honored that we get to do it. And it's the show that I can watch and I'm actually enjoying because it's some shows. I ain't gonna name no names, but it's some shows, some drag shows that I've been told to watch. And I start watching it and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> no, I'm, I can't I can't watch this anymore. Like it's it seems like a chore to do it. Other people enjoy it. And I'm gonna let them talk about it. Those who enjoy, it. but this show, I've enjoyed this season. I've been invested in this season. So that's the the that's how good this cast is. That's how good production is. That's how good the show is. Like the they host. have, huh? And the, the host, host too. Absolutely. Everybody, everybody involved in this the host. Absolutely. <laughs> like it's it makes me somebody who is very like could go either way on a drag show. Like some I like, some I don't. And now you got me to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm invested. I'm taking notes. I'm talking about it. I can't wait to watch like next week previews. I'm like, yes, I can't. So that's, 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 that's kudos to this amazing group of people who are all involved in drag dance. So Mm -hmm. it's just a good show. And it's yeah. really cool, like having some of the contestants, like we find out they're watching us. Absolutely. Because um, I'm like, oh, I randomly got followed by somebody on Instagram. Oh, I got randomly followed by a different one on Twitter. So it's really cool, like just knowing that they're out there watching us. And uh, they don't mind if we uh, criticize them too, because at least one of them has gotten a lot of criticism on this show. Um, and she's taking it with stride. So uh, it's really cool. Criticism is just uh, ways like feedback to improve yourself. Absolutely. So you're giving them your perspective on how to improve themselves for the U.S. fans. And that's only just going to make them stronger competitors in their career. Because who knows what other shows or other things that might open up for them and they can do other things to expand their drag. So it's like, yeah, take all the criticism as long as it's constructive and it's not just stupid stuff and people just dogging them for their life and not their art. Yeah. Take, learn from it, grow, and whew, how many doors can open from that? It's amazing. So, yeah, I I, I, I love when uh, I'm unexpectedly followed by somebody who I'm like, <laughs> I've been simping over this person the whole time and now they follow me. I'm like, you watch me? Hi, <laughs> Mrs. Tan. <laughs> like, she followed me and I was like, <laughs> almost choked. I almost choked. I literally was like, oh God, no, this is happening. And then she talked to me and I was like, well, well, okay, we chatted, we talked. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Tan. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna fan girl. We're we're professionals. We're doing a professional job. So then we we get the drag daggy line happening. So I want to know from y'all who y'all thought won the drag daggy line. Ooh, that's tough. 
I have a tie. Honestly, I, I couldn't pick one between Mrs. Tan and Deja. They both did so well. I would love to know the results, but mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever get those for just specifically the Drag Dagulon. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't... Who won the Drag Dagulon? I just... Honestly, I don't know. Like the theatrics of Mrs. Russia of Miss Russia Fox really always impresses me. And it's like for a drug dog one, it's always like you want to steal the attention. And she did that for me in so many ways mm-hmm. with the plop of the strings, with the lighting of the of the fireworks, and then again with the reveal of Miss Sasa Girl. And the, I for me, I really enjoyed Miss Fox because she had the element of surprise for me. And while the other girls were playing with each other, Miss Fox was on just on her own. Mm-hmm. Was on her own. Yeah, I think for me, for, for performance, it was Miss Tan. I think she kind of just, she was the first one to go like, y'all go notice me and y'all go see what I do. And Miss Tan been in the deck, Drake Dagulon for three. This is the third one. Fourth. Like, this fourth. Is fourth. <laughs> three in a row, though. Oh, yeah. Three in a row. She's like, oh, I'm tired. I can't do another one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Work. Work. So, yeah, that impressed me. (sighs) But we start hearing the the, uh, results. And we we have a lot to talk about backstage first. Okay. Go talk. I'm sorry. If if you were. No, no, please go. So uh, they go back down backstage and. it mainly starts off with people talking about Russia. And as Michael alluded to earlier, they had issues with her not like dragging up the look enough. Um, but then she got defensive. And I honestly, the way I perceive this, I think Russia was starting to feel extremely insecure about her place in the competition. And she, I think in their minds, in most people's minds, we had a locked up top three of Deja, Mrs. Tan, Russia Fox. So clearly uh, Fiva is going to go. I think that she found Moy to be the person that she was starting to steal her spot. And she got very defensive and then it became offensive towards Moy specifically. She started talking about how she doesn't like her breastplate and people were like, why? You haven't said a, a single thing about it. And this is what I've been wearing since the first week and uh russia it was just desperation she was like i think it's it's uh not conservative enough there's too much showing and people are like well, why why is that an issue why is that an issue and then what got me here was when she was like when i think it was mrs tan was like well, what about these guys here they're they're wearing nothing and she's like well that's different they're guys and people are like what what are you saying like this is like the whole point is that like women are treated differently for showing their bodies. And if I'm being honest, I'm not sure that Russia even believes what she was saying. I think it was just coming out of like a feeling of fear. And she was just trying to grasp at straws at this point. I really hope she didn't mean that because it really was reductive and disappointing to hear her say, well, these, these are guys, they can show off as much skin as they want. Women should not. Mm, I think she probably do believe that, but I do believe Sassa Girl said it best. She is a product of her environment and the product of where she, how she was raised. 
because the generation that she was in, a lot of women were told, and women are told their whole lives, that you got to cover up. You can't show too much skin. That'll uh, attract attention from men, and you don't want that kind of attention. Always be alert of where you're going because you can't dress a certain way, and you have to always, like, that's been, my, in my whole life, I've been taught to Make sure you cover up and watch what you wear because you don't want to be a distraction to men. Like men have no willpower to not do something because I'm showing a little shoulder. Like always keep it covered, always cover up. Oh, guys are guys. They're different. They don't have to do that. That's how you women are taught that. Our whole lives we're taught that. And it's drained into your brain from very early on. So I think that is something that, and, and if she was born in a race in a conservative household, absolutely they heard that. She heard that. She heard that even if she was, uh, uh, she probably, if she didn't hear it directly to her or because she is trans, so when she was before her transition, if she didn't hear that to her directly as the boy, she heard that to the people around her, cousins, sisters, other, like she heard it. Her parents, some people said it. Girls need to cover up. Girls don't need to come out looking like that. You have to be conservative. That's the household. That's what she was raised in. So I believe she believes that, but I think she's willing to be more open about it now that she got called out on it. And I hope she is because that's sometimes you have to be called out in order to realize that maybe my train of thought or thinking maybe isn't the best. Maybe I need to be more open. So hopefully, I think that was just, she's just a product of her environment. And I, I, I think Sasa handled that beautifully, like beautifully. She was like, I don't think this is her coming from, she's a victim or she's, you know, she's trying to come at you, but she's a victim of her environment. This is the thought that we were raised in. So I, I kind of think it was just that. I feel like there's a little bit of both. There is a bit of like the pressure from the competition. You know, this is day 10 out of uh, maybe 12 for filming. And so this is like nonstop working, doing new looks, competing, coming up with designs, coming up with spiels. But then it is also, you know, as a, as a Latino from New York who grew up in a Catholic environment, I was always told or told how to have my hair what I can wear. And, you know, it was my society. The, the I was a product of my society. I went to work with ill-fitted pants because I was working in corporate America. And that was the way I was told to dress with a tie, with this, with that. As I got older, um, and I realized the how offens offensive it is for others to dictate how I wear my hair, how I decide to which pants I want to put on, what style of clothing I want to wear. Um, you know, it's taken over three decades to become comfortable enough to realize that others dictating how I look is me being a product of my society. And I had to break out of that. It took a long time to learn. And it took um, others. Actually, it took drag queens to help me realize the power of my hair, you know, mm -hmm power of what I wear because, you know, dating Manila for the last, you know, we started dating over a decade ago when I was wearing the ill-fitted pants in corporate America, when I was cutting the hair because they told me to, and it took drag queens to open my eyes and realize that, wait a minute, right. this is not okay. And I think like Russia Fox, she had a learning moment 
where her sisters were able to open her eyes and say, hey, listen, this is exactly why we're here. Right. This is this is the message of the episode, and it comes full circle. Like even we can be victims of our own of our own society, and so like even though we there are leaders in their community, drag queens, top five, there's still room for improvement within all of us. And I think she displayed that in such a, a natural, organic way that was a an, a moment of pressure. She was feeling like Moise coming for her spot, mm-hmm. learning a, a two top like two eliminations that night. The, the, the thoughts going through her head were like, how do I get back in? How do I claim what's mine? And, you know, I think one of the easiest, the, like the, the lowest hanging fruit was, you know what? You're the one coming for my gig. And this is what's wrong with you. Based on what everything I've been told in my society, you shouldn't be showing cleavage because that's what she's been told for all her life. And so that was the one, like you said, it was like her grasping for, you know, what she, the, the lowest remaining fruit that she can to to um get to where she needs to be absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely i agree hey manella hey. hey manella i'm filming this podcast can i call you we're gonna wrap it up and we'll call you um i'll, I'll be outside in a few minutes okay all right love you bye 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 hey ciao <laughs> Manila's been on our podcast now. <laughs> okay. Drag Lord has we have a drag uh, a drag errand to run. <laughs> uh, hey, well we wrap it up real quick. Yes, we're almost there. Uh, um, but yeah, so we get to the end and we find out that the winner of the week is Moy. Congratulations, Moy. Uh, I wouldn't have picked Moy, but she would have been in my top three. I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely would have been in my top three, but. Yeah, I'll be honest. Oh, sorry. I, I I'll be honest. I was I was trying to do mental gymnastics in my head. How can Moy somehow still go? And it was I'll admit it's complete bias because I am such a, such a Russia Fox stan, and I was really wanting her in that finale. Um, but she absolutely deserved it. Um, so I, I really I really can't complain. Even if I wouldn't have put her in the top spot, she one hundred percent deserved to make it to, to the end. Absolutely. And then we find out right after that. Oh, wait, but we got to stop because before, while Moy was announced the winner, Miss Russell Fox said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I need you to know, Manila, if I am eliminated, I'm not leaving. I don't want to go. I'm not going anywhere. So just give me another chance. I'm here. I want to be here. And I am not going to go. So I, I just want to just say my piece that if you are planning to eliminate me, I'm not going. Okay. Again. <laughs> and then I'll be back. And then she stepped back and Moy was pissed. And I don't blame her because I would have been pissed too if you just took my moment and pissed all over it because that's what she did she took that moment it was like and the winner is boy wait a minute wait a minute hold on boy couldn't even celebrate and nobody could celebrate with her because everybody's like wait what what is happening i was like is she about to but then we knew she wasn't because she still saw the preview but i was like oh i felt bad for boy but i was like living for russia fox in that moment because i was like girl i think this goes to show like her only hope was she's like, I know I have to beat Moy. I yes. guarantee you, if Deja or Mrs. Tan was called first, she wouldn't have done that at that time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. That I think you broke the code on that because I think 
I mean, first of all, I lived for that moment too. Being on set, I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. What is happening? Wait, what? And then she, Mother Manella, please. I was like, what? <laughs> what? I was like, I was like oh my gosh. Um, I was like, this is dramatic. And it like, was, you said, it, was her, so it was her, like, right, cutting Moy off immediately was just like, honestly, okay. like, I loved it. Okay, okay, I'll be honest. I went through five different emotions in that <laughs> two second span. Like, I was like, oh my God, is she finna? Oh, I'm shocked. I'm gagged. Then I was like, oh, I'm sad for Moy. Like, you took her moment and you just crapped on it. And Moy, oh, I feel so bad. Then I was like, oh, but I'm living because she's like fighting for her placement and she's fighting. I'm loving it. But then, I started feeling like secondhand embarrassment because I was like, oh, this is a little cringe too. Because now she's like, Mother Manila, please, please. I was like, oh, oh, girl, it ain't gonna change nothing. The scores is final. And I knew it before Manila said it. I was like, oh, if, and we don't know if it's you or not. At this moment, we didn't know if it still could have been you. Like, you still could have been in the top because. We ain't seen Russia no further than second this whole entire time. So I'm like, it still could have been her. It, but I was like, nah, it's not her. She going home because that performance was just not up to snuff this week. But I was just like, oh, girl. But I was like, but I like the fight in you. I love the fight, but I'm still secondhand embarrassed for you because, girl, <laughs> I'm still going home and I'm embarrassed for you. But. Ooh, I'm living. It was it was a lot of emotions in that two seconds. I was going through. But and Moy <laughs> moves Moy over said, to the other side. Moy said, mm -mm, I'm pissed. And I felt bad for Moy because I was like, yeah, that was her moment. She was like, let me go stand on this other side. Mm. Next to me stand. I don't even want to stand next to you. Because see, I would have been pissed like that too if it was me. And I'm like, girl, I'm about two seconds away from punching you right now. So I'm about to leave. I'm going to go on this other side. And you... Uh. And then when my little was like, uh, Moy, could you go back? I'd been like, nope, I can't, mother. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to choke her, but okay, okay. okay she should have been like, I'm not leaving this spot of the stage. Right. I'm staying mother, over this. I'm not leaving this spot of the stage. Please, <laughs> please don't make it. No. But no, Moy goes back. She's gracious. I love that for Moy. And then we find out that the next person safe is Mrs. Tan. I was like, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was very happy. And then so that left the bottom three of, I don't know, of Deja, Russia and Fiva. And I was like, I know Fiva already felt like you said, they were, the writing was on the wall yeah. for Fiva. I, I knew she kind of felt it. She felt defeated throughout the show. We could see it. And I was like, oh. It gotta be Deja. It gotta be Deja. And I was like, somewhere David is praying. It gotta be Russia. It gotta be Russia. And I was like, and then we find out the third person saved is Deja and leaving to be eliminated, Miss Russia Fox in Faith Patel. And that was very sad. And she makes I, another plea. <laughs> she does. She pleads. I need another chance. Just give me one more chance to, to fight with these three. And I promise you, I won't let you down. I was like, yeah. I know she won't. I bet you if they would have gave her, I was like, y'all bet not. Y'all bet not give her no other chance. <laughs> I was like, please do it. But I'm curious, Michael. Uh, so we saw some like production people come up and talk to Manila. 
Do you know what was said during that conversation? Oh, yeah. The full translation of what Russia was pleading. Because, you know, oh. she, most of it was in Tagalog. So they're, the producers were like, this is exactly what she's asking from you. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm this gonna... is exactly what she's asking from you. And, um, you know, it was a moment of just no one expected it. Just like that happened twice. It happened when Margot gave up her immunity. Everyone was like, wait, what? Can this be done? Wait, what? And then with this episode, it was just like, oh, she's pleading for her life. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that's a fight. Like you love the fight. I was just like, they better not give it to it all. They better not give me and let her come back and do it. Because, and this is this is me being transparent. I knew if she came back, she could win this whole thing. And I was like, no, she got to go because I want my person. Mm -hmm. So I was like, she got to go. Because if she come back, she going to come back with a vengeance. Oh, and yeah. Fox would win this whole thing. That was selfishly for me and my draft and the person that I love the most so much. I wanted them to win and not have the fight with Russia as well. Like she already got a fight with these two fabulous queens. Yeah. I didn't need Russia in the mix too. But so. Uh -huh. They leave. The walk uh, always brings a, a, a sincere sadness. I'm like, oh, I love my mm -hmm. little walks with them. It's like, I will walk with you. And I was like, huh, okay, okay. And then she was still, she was like, she gave her another chance. She was like, do you still want to plead? And Rush was like, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm all right. It's okay. I get it. It's done. Yeah. I was like, Aww. I really liked um, Manila in this moment talking to Russia, and she's like, I've been on these shows. I've had a lot of losses and look where I am now. And I'm like, well, that's a good point when you say it like that, because like Russia had a very dominant run on, on this and, um, and all stars for Manila had one of the most dominant runs we've seen on drag race. Yeah. And so I'm like, it, it really is true. Like winning is not everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you can still make a big name for yourself. And I think, I think Russia has certainly has made a huge name for herself oh, after absolutely. her run on this show. And so has FIBA. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I, I just hope that when we get to see a, see them come back next season to do um be drag um agents. Agents, absolutely. And could you imagine Miss Russia Fox with her all over the place self trying to judge other people and giving them I, I i'm living already for that moment please please michael if you could do anything to make that happen i don't know what Russia fox would would rate everyone super low she's like you didn't have any fireworks <laughs> where were this i would where live, the streamers? I would live. I, she's like where's your props you have none yeah. too yeah i would love i would live for that moment but david do we have a draft update uh yes yeah, so Things have, have been uh, pretty steady this whole season. It's been pretty consistently. Logan in third place, Lana in second place, David in first place. Mm -hmm. Well, things have changed <laughs> because my last two remaining people on my team were FIBA and or Russia. So this was not a good, good night for my draft by any means. Um, but it looks like the new points are... Uh, Logan has 25.5 points. David has 43.5 points. And Lana now has 48.5 points. Yes. And guess what? It's impossible for you to lose this draft now. Yes! <laughs> oh, 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 
it's time for me. Because oh, oh, you oh. have two of the top three, and Logan's so far behind with Moy. <laughs> okay, yes. I, I look. I've done so bad in other drafts. I will take this. I will take this. Yes, but see, and that happens. If I win a draft, I win it to the point where nobody can catch me. Mm-hmm. Did that for Philippines. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can oh. nobody catch me two weeks in the It must be a Philippine thing. It's a yeah. Philippine. Me and the Philippines are here. Yeah, you're there. We are here, me and the Philippines. Everybody else, uh, not so much. <laughs> but that is it. We got to let Michael go because Michael got life True. and things to do. <laughs> and so the finale is in two weeks? Yes. Next okay. week, you're going to be able to see a, an episode of like never before seen Ooh. footage. Some, you know, some perhaps some drama that happened on behind the scenes. Um, you know, there was like, so I don't even know what to expect, but I know that next week's episode is going to be like stuff that you haven't seen. Um, clips from different uh, dragon forcers that have visited throughout the, the season. So that's what's to, you know, and then some like extra highlights, I guess, from your top three Queens. Okay. So I guess next week we probably will take off yeah, as well and we'll come back for finale night to talk well finale week and we'll talk about we'll include this one and give a little short brief synopsis on this episode this next episode and then we'll talk about the finale so we'll be back in two weeks y'all to talk about the finale of drag den i'm I'm very excited i can't even i can't even tell you how excited i am um we Subscribe to this channel. You guys stuck around with us all this time. We appreciate you. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. All the things to let you know that so you can know when every video comes out because we got a lot coming at you. Subscribe to the Cup TV. Subscribe to Cup ESC. Join our membership. Do all the things here, either here on YouTube or on Patreon. It's only five bucks. And we appreciate that. Follow us on all of our socials at The Cup Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We got some great moments coming your way. Probably some from this show that will end up on our socials for sure. And um, you can follow the three of us on all of our socials. They're down there. You see them ticking across. They're there. And, um, yep, that's it. We're going to get out of here. So uh, cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, get your cup merch, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. Do that, too. Do all the